All right, this is Leonard Angelo. It's uh, Friday, April 14th. Uh, how much is my success going to cost? Uh, gatekeepers, insiders, and gurus for hire. Uh, paper dream. Map of the stars homes. Bartending academy. Uh, Motivati and the tech schools fold. And the difference between college, trade school, mentorships, and actual education. Jeez, that's a long list. These are things I was thinking about. I've been thinking about that stuff since January. But I'm just now getting around to actually... You know how this thing works? I, I have an idea about something. I think about something. And I usually write it down because my brain is a mess. It's like, uh, it's like birds flying in and out. Flitting in and out of a little hole in the side of a building. And they just come and go. I don't know. Who knows which one? I don't even know what birds I'm looking at. They're just birds everywhere. Or bats coming out of a cave. They're just flitting in and out. I don't... Who knows how many bats are in there? Who knows how many bats are outside? I can't keep track. So I'll start writing bats down. I saw a brown bat. I saw another brown bat. <laughs> and then I just... You know, they collect. Why am I talking about that? Uh, because this one was a long, a long note that I wrote to myself over a long period of time. That was my point. Because I was looking at the bats, flitting in and out. So, how much is my education going to cost me? Or my success going to cost me? Sorry. I'm thinking about this because... Uh, well, I should just skip to the end. Because Motivati and the trade schools folded... And Motivati is interesting. Motivati was a, uh, I don't know if it was long running, but it's, for, it's been around for at least five or six years uh, since I've been paying attention to it. And it was a, it was a, I don't know, like, what would you even call it? An organization that uh, connected uh, young artists or upcoming, I should say. I hate the word young. We always use young to mean unachieved. <laughs> That leaves me completely out of the demographic. Okay, so we connect young artists, unachieved artists with with mentors that were on the inside of some industry. And they they had, basically, it was more tuned toward the animation industry and and, uh, illustration. So they'd have people from from across the spectrum of those industries who were working, you know, people from places like Pixar, people from places like DreamWorks. Uh, children's book illustrators, uh, storyboard artists, etc., etc., and they will connect you with a mentorship. Now, I it was it was through a, a complicated and lengthy application process that you would have to go through every year. They would do it, or twice a year, maybe even twice a year. That's right, twice a year they would do this. They connect you with a mentor for whatever four four or five months. And that mentor agrees to meet with you, I don't know, uh, bi-monthly or something like that, and then, and then review some work that you submit to them and, and give you advice. Uh, which all sounds amazing, because if you want to work at... I'll just use this one as an example, because it seems like kids are, kids are into this. If, if you're really into working at Pixar, because Pixar movies changed my life... Um, then you would want to hook up with a Pixar mentor so that he could give you a bunch of inside information about what, it, what it's like to work at Pixar. 
tell you what you would need to do to tune yourself to work at Pixar, and then, uh, and then you know, maybe put in a good word for you at the end of the day with the, with the higher-ups, right? I think that's what they're selling, the idea of that anyway. Maybe that's not the reality, but that's what they're selling. That's, that would be the impression that, at le- that I would get, were I an impressionable young person and, uh, you know, not a jaded old man. Uh, so that's, that's what they would do. Now, I, I thought this was awesome, and, it, and I started looking into it pretty seriously and thinking about it. And then I found out, at the point where you're actually accepted, you have to pay like $600, $650 to Motivati to, uh, be, to actually continue. So there's an application fee, and then should you be accepted, there's the, the full tuition or whatever it is they want to call it. I don't know what they actually call it. Now, I get it. Uh, in a way, I get it. This is a problem. I, I, I have mixed feelings about this. I get it because there's, a, there's an artist taking their time to talk to some, some young kid or, or an upcoming artist, taking time out of their schedule to give them advice and do, do, do nice things for them, right? So they probably get compensated for that. And that's okay. It's just the problem is that the, the system is set up there so that you're selling... What you're selling is the potential of a dream. Uh, what you're selling is, is uh, something that... I, I don't know. It, it, it has a dirty feeling to it to me. And I, I when I look at something like that, I wonder about that. So that... Okay, that ain't, that's what Motivati was. And then tech schools, there, there was one like out here, ITT Tech or whatever, they, or uh, I forget the one. There's the art, the AA, the Art Institute, AI, Art Institute are all over the country. Those are chain schools in fast food education, right? And they advertise on TV to people who are home during the day. Uh, and if you're home during the day, you're not in a great state. I'll tell you that. If, if you're watching, okay, if you're watching network television in your home during the day, you're not in a good place. It's all I'm saying. You're watching Days of Our Lives or whatever, what life to live or whatever. And these ads come on and they're like, do you want to make more money? Do you want to be fulfilled in life? Do you want an exciting new career? Do you want to not spend more than two years acquiring said career? Then we got something for you. And it would be like, you know, come to our school, learn web development. <laughs> I hope, by the way, I hope the tuition for uh, the web development here, I hope that comes with a, with a time machine to take you back to when you could actually make money doing that. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then, okay, that, so those places folded. One of those tech schools went belly up and a bunch of people didn't, you know, they didn't give any money back at all. That, that was in the news a bit ago. So I was thinking about that. How much is success going to cost? How much should success cost? And how easy is it to get money out of people who are desperate for success? So that's where it brings me to the idea of gatekeepers and insiders and gurus. Uh, gurus for hire. The gatekeepers are always there. They're always there, no matter what. There are people who hold the knowledge and people who want the knowledge. And the people who hold the knowledge are the gatekeepers. And this could be knowledge of any kind. It could be a complete art education. It could be a complete... Uh, basically, the people who are going to print out your degree and sign at the bottom. Those are the gatekeepers. And between you and the degree 
is all the information you get along the way, and then, uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Because the gatekeepers control the education, the information. Well, the funny thing about that is uh, that we live in an, in an age... I hate, boy, that, I hate these stock phrases that you end up saying that, that, you, that you didn't actually sign on for, but somebody put it in your head. One of them, my least favorite, my least favorite of all time, is, is nowadays. Nowadays. That's not even in it. That should not be in the dictionary if it is. Nowadays. Oh, but I'll use it. Here we go. Nowadays, information is just, it's there. It's been, it's been collected and put in the, in, the, in, the, in the ether there. You could just pull from it. You go online, you go to a library. Even when, you, even when it was just a library, I learned a lot of things as a kid. Uh, just avoiding getting beaten up and going into the library at lunchtime at school. I learned a ton of things that way. And it, nobody made me pay for that. Uh, so the information is there, but the problem is when you wanna when you wanna embark on a on a very specific journey, you don't often know what the information you're gonna need is. It'd be like you know I gotta go mountain climbing, and yes, I could do a bunch of research on how to do mountain climbing, but I don't even know where to start, and I don't really know if I'm gonna be prepared after all my research because I don't I don't have directive. Nobody told me exactly what I would need to know to go mountain climbing. You know, I got a piece of information here. I got a piece of information here. And, and I, know, I know a few things. And so I'm going out into the woods. And we'll just see. We'll just see. Uh, well, that's where the gatekeepers come in handy. And, the, and the, uh, the insiders. They have information. But they have it in a specific context. So I was thinking about this. This is a lot like the maps to the stars' homes. Um... Where the stars live, it, it, I don't know. This, it, nobody who's ever, if you've never been to Beverly Hills or, or, the, or the Hollywood Hills or any of those places and, and seen this garbage, there's basically, you've seen it in a movie, I promise you. Somebody standing on the street selling a star, the map to the stars' homes. And it's like, here's, here's a bunch of dated references. It's like, here's Zsa Zsa Gabor's house, and here's, Dick, here's where Dick Van Dyke lives. And, uh, you know, over here is Eddie Albert. I'm just, I'm just naming reruns from my childhood. Uh, all right, whatever. Who? Let me, let me make this more current. Uh, what's his nuts from gold from this this band or whatever lives over here? Jared Leto's over here, and uh, frick, I don't know. I can't do this game. My point is, maps to the stars' home. They would tell you, you know, here's a map, and here are all the places where you're gonna want to go. And they sell that to you for like, I don't know, $20. Well, the thing of it is, if you really wanted to find out where those idiots live, you could just probably fig- go down to the Hall of Records or whatever or, or do a bunch of street research, or all kinds of things. Or just sit outside in a, in a parked car. Because what could go wrong? And wait for them to drive by. But the map gives you specific directive. Right, the map, the map points you to the place where you're going to want to go. And you don't have to waste any time. And you, you feel, it at least gives you the illusion of, a, of a, a path. Of a set path. Of a set way. 
And anybody who's gone out in the real world after going to college knows there's no set way. And certainly college did not prepare you for it if there was one. But, you know, it gives you the... It gives you a place to start, and it gives you the. It, it limits the endless amount of knowledge you would you would otherwise acquire, trying to do a very specific thing. Um. So that's why you're paying. That's what you're paying for. Is a focus, perhaps. And that's how they get you. That's how they know that you will pay. Because the gatekeepers and the insiders, they know. They know the stuff that you want to know. And they know exactly how, or at least they, they say they do, they know exactly how to get you that information. And they know exactly what you would need to do to be in a position they're in. Or at least they, they make you think they do. And so that's where you end up paying for that. Am I staying on topic? Jeez. This is harder to talk about than I thought it would be. Uh, okay, so and gurus for hire are like those people who will who sit out on the internet and be like, "I have a consultation for uh, consultation for how to make your business better or whatever." Or the people who uh, do the seminars on the weekend for three hundred bucks, and you go sit for uh, four hours and listen to somebody tell you stuff you could have read in a book. That's what I. And they, oh, and by the way, they're selling a book at the end. By the, you pay $300, you don't even get a copy of their stupid book. Interesting. Interesting business model. Uh, the Susie Ormans of the world or whatever. <clears throat> the, the, uh, who's that really tall guy? Tony Robbins. Big smile. Who paid for that smile? You did. You did. That's a lot of dental work right there, right now. I gotta tell you. Okay. Uh, what else? Um... So I was thinking about how much that's actually worth. What are you paying for and, and whether you should be paying for it? And, uh, uh, and I can't argue with the fact that having a focus of, of study when you're starting out trying to learn something or get somewhere is, is a huge help. And unfortunately, that information is held by gatekeepers and insiders. Uh, they're the ones with that information, and, and if they're not readily willing to give it up for free, or uh, out of the out of the kindness of their heart, um, and there are those too, but uh, if if you're going to end up paying for it, and and I feel like it's a susceptible or a vulnerable uh, section of uh, of the culture, the people that are trying to achieve these things. Uh, a vulnerable place to be in, to be a, to be someone who's an outsider and trying to be an insider, especially when between you and the inside is a whole set of rules you don't even understand. Uh, and you, that, that's where the illusion of, of the safety of paying for it comes in because you feel like, uh, well, with this motivati thing or with other, other programs similar to this, I, I was, even I was tempted, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a cynical old man, and I was tempted. Well, do I have $600 or 650 to just plop down so that I can, you know, have somebody give me their uh, half-hearted attention for a month? I'm not sure that I do. Uh, but it's better than nothing, right? And I think a lot of people think this way. 
I mean, this is how you end up with a $100,000 student loan, you know. Um, because you really want to get somewhere, and there is no other way to do it that you could see. Now, there probably are a hundred different ways to do it, but it involves a lot of blind research and time, and I, I don't know. Sometimes the money, throwing money at the problem helps, and that's where you end up in that situation. Am I making any sense? Well, back to my list. Paper dream. I, w- <laughs> I was just thinking it's, it's like... It would be like if you go and there's a menu on TV, you know, you gotta, you could scroll through the menu and it's like, well, what's your dream? I, I want to be a veterinary assistant. Okay, here you go. Uh, this is going to be, I don't know, $40,000 for the next two years. And you can, you can access, you know, this information. And may, maybe at the end you'll be a veterinary assistant. Maybe at the end you'll be somebody who owes $40,000 at works at Target. I don't know. You know, there's no guarantee. Uh, bartending Academy. Oh, right. So when Motivati and the tech schools folded, it reminded me of Bartending Academy. Now, I got to tell you, with it, I'm going to admit with embarrassment that I am a graduate of a Bartending Academy. And the word academy, by the way, maybe even the word bartending, should be in quotes. When they write that down. It's the most hilarious and most least worthwhile thing in the world. But when I was 21 years old, I worked uh, at a retail store. And I was miserable at that retail store. And I needed to make more money. And I, was, I needed a flexible schedule. Because I was trying to hit college real hard. And it was hard for me. Because of the job. I, could, I had to pay my own rent. Uh, I didn't have any, I didn't have any uh, support, and uh, was I was in a rough spot, and the retail job just weren't cutting it. So I had a dream. I was one of those vulnerable people on the outside who saw an inside opportunity that I thought would be beneficial to me, and it was being a bartender because uh, I knew a woman from school who was a bartender, and she was doing a lot better than I was. She made great tips. <laughs> By the way, you want to make great tips as a bartender? Be a woman. That's how that works. Now, look, it's just a fact. Drunk men love to throw money. I don't know why. They just It comes out of their wallet and it just bursts into the world. Like, here's my money. Take it. Take it all. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to be a beautiful woman is all I'm saying. Uh, it does hurt, however, to be me, uh, if you want good tips. Anyway, uh, so I wanted to be a bartender because I thought flexible schedule and I'll make tips and I can work at night and I can do my school and it'll all work out. It'll be awesome. It was my dream. It was a path. It was a direction. And it was, it was, it was, I could see it, but I didn't know how to get there. And this is a time before the internet. So, you know, cut me a little slack. You would see these ads in the paper or whatever for Bartending Academy, right? So I I looked into it. I went to a place. The guy talked me in with a slick sales pitch. And there I am. You you know, the next week, enrolled in bartending school. It probably cost me $300, which was not an easy thing for me at the time. And it was $300, four weeks of training at a bartending academy. Which is, by the way, just a, (laughs) a blown out 
place in a strip mall where they've installed a, a, a makeshift bar uh, and you pour colored water with a bunch of other chumps for, for four weeks. Oh, and it was a huge waste of time. Now, of course, I did learn how to mix drinks and make recipes, but only because they gave you a packet. This packet was something I could have picked up at a, at a Barnes & Noble. Wait, what did they have back in the day? A bookstore or a Crown Books or a B. Dalton bookseller is what I could have gone to and picked up one of those bartending guides and been just as well off practicing at home. And this is my point. I was a chump. I was sold a dream. It was my paper dream. It was $300 and I could have my dream. But when I actually went to look for work as a bartender after graduating from said academy, all they wanted to know is if I worked in a bar before. What were my favorite cocktails? Uh, what, what, what kind of recipes had I developed on my own? All that kind of information that I would have been able to do at home. I probably had a lot more fun because it wasn't big colored water. But uh, they didn't want my stupid bartending academy credentials. In fact, everybody I told basically chuckled at me. And, and I stopped telling people that I went to bartending academy. Now, I did get information. It's true. And I learned a lot about being at a bar. It's true. It was a strip mall bar. And it was a fake. But still, I learned some things. There was an old, rough, salty guy who ran the place. And he, he, you know, he was the instructor, and he, he told us a thing or two. Told us a story or two. Entertaining. But uh, did it get me closer to my dream? In a way. But I, I would have uh, been able, to, with $300, to put together a home bar and do my own thing. What's my point? I don't know. Sometimes these things are a, are a scam, is all I'm saying. Sometimes the gatekeepers don't know any more than you do. Well, they do. They know more than you do, but they didn't get there because they got it the same way that you're going to get it, right? Some of those gatekeepers and insiders, they didn't go through the kind of programs that jump through the kind of hurdles you're going to jump through to do it. They did it another way. They did it their own way. What's the ultimate point? There is no guarantee, I suppose. And that, that whatever, that Motivati eventually folded. Uh, I don't know why. The tech schools are folding. I don't know why. Uh, people still have these paper dreams. Maybe they don't have the money they used to have. I'm not sure. Well, maybe the gig is up, you know. Maybe the, uh, the, the word on the street is they don't work. I, I wouldn't know. Boy, this is rambly. Sorry. I was thinking about this because I get tempted by education all the time. When I start to feel directionless or like what I'm doing is not working, I fall back on, well, well, maybe I could go back to school. Maybe I could do this or that. Maybe I could be a veterinary assistant. And I think that it is a bit of a trap. And I think that I've certainly sank a lot of money into, into, into an education that has served me well, and I wouldn't take it back. But uh, a lot of these other things where I see where I see former instructors from colleges starting their own schools and charging twice as much for their classes, I, I wonder about it. This is, there's an environment of that. It's like it's hard to be an artist, but it's a little bit easier to develop a semi-reputation and charge $600 a course online. Um, and it, look, I'm not going to fault them. I know why they're doing it. There's a market for it. That's why they're doing it. 
But I got to tell you, it's a little dirty. I think it's a little dirty. And I don't like the culture it's creating. A culture of people who are in the know, and, and there's only $600 between you and the know. You know? So the difference between colleges, trade schools, mentorships, and actual education, the mentorship should get you somewhere with, a, with an actual person. And if it's not that, then you paid for nothing. You paid for something you could have watched in a YouTube video. College is an experience you can have with other people where you, uh, where you can bounce ideas off each other and be part of a culture. Trade school, well, I think they'll go to a trade school. I, I don't know. Unless you want to be a machinist or a welder, then maybe it's good. I don't know. But actual education, there's no substitute for that. And that only comes with time and experience. Go sit in a library for, for three weeks and you'll learn a hell of a lot. Uh, put, I don't know. The problem is putting together your own map of your education. And that's not easy. And so, Somebody out of the kindness of their heart could do that. Here's my idea. Go to a college website with a program you like. And look at what the course requirements are for that program. And then research each of those courses individually. Maybe you could get a hold of their textbooks. Maybe you could get a hold of their syllabus. You could put together your own education for less money. That's a lot of time and effort, yes. But it is. you'll get the same place at the end. Just nobody's going to sign a piece of paper and hand it to you while you're wearing a stupid hat. Okay. <clears throat> Boy, that's, that's going on long enough. Uh, all right. These are Landed Angelo. It's April 14th.